Well, I'm going to talk on fasting today, but it's a bit hard. <laughs> I was thinking, how am I going to do that? You know, this is, this is a very difficult atmosphere to speak on fasting. However, we'll give it a go. <laughs> well, where we are. I want you to open your Bible in John chapter 10. It doesn't talk about fasting, but it's a good place to start. Great to just recognize what God is doing and work with God. It makes life a lot simpler, doesn't it? And uh, just this morning, just as, uh, as, you, as you're entering into the worship, as we go have a, have a time where we meet together, it's important to just be aware what the Holy Spirit's doing uh, and what you're feeling and what's happening in your spirit. And sometimes you'll be in a meeting and you just feel like you want to shout and scream. Other times, and you probably should. Because probably there's a whole heap of people just like that. And the worship leader's trying to get you going and you're all sitting on your screen. And uh, God just, whoa, yes, yes, yes. See, why not? I just felt like that all day. And the, side, the quieter it got, the more I wanted to jump and scream. And uh, so sometimes it's just a joy that God wants to express. Sometimes there's a holiness and a tenderness. There's all kinds of moods and flows of the Holy Spirit. We just need to be aware of what's happening. And if it feels heavy, you're probably not the only one feeling that way. Do something to break out of it. Just make a decision. And uh, so when we come in, we want to have an atmosphere where God is able to move. And we make the atmosphere by together, individually and corporately engaging God. And uh, as we begin this year, we're wanting to engage God because it's crucial at the beginning of every day to start with God, the beginning of every year to start with God. There's something about giving the first to God that's really important. And uh, I want you to have a look with me in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. <laughs> John chapter 10, we're going to start off with sheep. John chapter 10, verse 27. Here it is. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. Last week we were speaking about hearing the voice of God, about positioning yourself to hear God speak. Now, there are many voices that speak to you. Many, many voices. There's the voices of friends, voices of the media, and all of them are putting a pull on you. So you are listening to voices, for sure. If they're talking in your head, that's a bit of a problem. But you will be listening to some voices talking to you. And uh, all of us have voices. There's many voices in the world, many voices that come to our life speaking and bidding us to follow us. Now, you have a thing about advertising. Advertising is a voice that bids you to follow and buy something. It's a voice. It's got a voice. It's not just something that turns up on the TV. It's something that comes to speak to you, to get your attention and persuade you to follow. So there are many, many voices. There's the voices of people around us. There's the voices of the media, voices of our culture. What voice are you listening to this year? What voice is running your life? There are many voices. There's the voice of your fears. In 2010, will you listen to the voice of your fear? If you listen to the voice of your fear, you'll never step out and do anything great this year. You'll do what you did last year, play it safe. Or maybe it's the voice of your hurt. If we have unresolved hurts in us, they speak to us as well. They talk to us all the time. They remind us how hurt we are. They keep bringing up our hurt in all kinds of different situations. People interact with us and suddenly our hurt comes up again. And there we are, listening to the voice of the hurt, following the voice of our hurts. For some people, it's the voice of offense. Someone upset them and they're offended. And so now their offense is talking to them all the time. Every time they see or hear anything that reminds them of that offense, oh, the offense is up there and now they're talking. 
It's talking to them. So what has been talking to you last year? What is talking to you now? The voice you are listening to and responding to is the one that will direct your life. It's interesting, Jesus uses a picture of people being like sheep. If you have a look at sheep, sheep absolutely have got no sense of direction. So he says, we all like sheep have gone astray, everyone following his own way. But now you return to the shepherd of your soul. So all of us need to be listening to a voice that cares for us and will guide us in a path that will be wonderful and bring prosperity, enlargement, and bring us into our destiny. So you're listening to something. All last year you listened to voices. As you think about last year, what voices did you listen to you wish you hadn't? The voice of lust speaks very strongly. Alcohol has a voice. It speaks as well. Drugs have a voice. They speak very loudly. There are many, many voices. Poverty and the fear of poverty has a voice that will speak to you too. Your money will speak to you. It'll tell you what you can do and what you can't do. So there are many, many things that speak to us and have a voice. I wonder what you've been listening to in the last year that limited you doing all that God wanted you to do. In this last year, God was shaking the church. There were much shaking going on. I asked several times uh, how people found last year, and without exception, right across the church, everyone said it was a very difficult year, very hard year. I could see a lot of people smiling. It's a new year. It's a new year. But if you listen to the same voices you listened to last year, then this year will be a struggle too. Last year, the Spirit of God was beginning to shake many, many aspects of church life. I thought it was just here, and I was very relieved to find it was all around the world. Found it turned, turned into prophets in different countries, and I found the same thing was happening all over. Men and women of God of many years standing, and their whole lives being shaken upside down, and all kinds of areas that, uh, that were deeper levels uh, that were blocking intimacy with God suddenly surfaced for resolution so that we could walk a different path this coming year. For many people, they're just going to, in this year, I can tell you now, many people this year will get a great shaking in their lives. And the shaking's not bad. The shaking is just to expose the foundations so we can see what's in our life and can make choices whether we'll listen to the voice of our hurts and fears and past or whether we'll make a decision to align with God and let God speak to us. Because when God speaks, His plans are very good. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So right at the beginning of the year, one of the most important things we do is position ourselves to be hearing God so it's His voice we're following this year. Not the voice of last year's disappointments, not the voice of last year's struggles, but the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking, saying, this is a good path this year for you. You know, God says, I know the plans I have for you, good plans for good, not evil, give you a wonderful future, hope, things to look forward to. But those are God's plans. We've got to listen to His voice to get His plans. So are you, whose voice are you listening to? I want you to think about that. Some people, they're friends. Some people, uh, when they're in problems, they ring up people who are also in problems to try and help them. It seems strange. One addict trying to help another addict get over his addiction. Very strange, that, isn't it? It doesn't work. We need to be listening to the voice of God, engaging God. You were made for that. Jesus said, my sheep, those who have made a commitment to him. If you haven't made a commitment to Jesus Christ, if you're here today and you've never ever opened your personal life to receive Jesus Christ, to give your life into his hands, to lead you and direct you, then you're walking separate from God, and you'll have many problems, and you have an eternal destiny without God. But there is a voice that speaks that draws you to come and respond to Jesus Christ. Probably God's been already drawing you for some time. So will you respond to his voice? 
Jesus is my sheep. My sheep are those who have understood we've all gone astray, we've all done our own thing, we've all wandered off the right path, and in fact, actually, we're not too sure which way to go. And that's called sin. Sin separated us from God, but God draws us to come back. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us, and Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. Everyone else is a thief. Thief will take what you've got. He said, religion is a thief. So the people Jesus was talking to were religious people. He said, religion is a thief. It steals away from you, offers you nothing. He said, I'm offering you a relationship. And he said, and I can tell you the quality of that relationship because he said, I'll give my life for you. That's the depth and substance that's in this relationship I offer you. So Jesus offers that to us. He offers that to you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're living like a sheep that's gone astray and you'll have many problems. You don't have to have those. You could turn to Christ today. So Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. So today we want to follow him. He said, my sheep will follow me. Now, interesting word, follow. So he said, that word follow means to accompany someone in a journey where he's the teacher and you're the learner. So when the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and follow me, he's saying, they walk with me in a path where I lead them and I teach them as they go. He said, it's the path of a disciple with their master or mentor. So what Jesus is saying is like this. He's saying, I operate as a shepherd. It's my nature to shepherd people. If you'll listen and respond and follow me, what I'll do is I will lead you into a path that'll bless you and I'll coach you, mentor you, help you and walk with you through every circumstance you're going to face in 2010. But the key is hearing his voice and responding. So the dilemma is for so many is we'd love to hear the voice of someone else. Hear the voice of a preacher on TV. Hear the voice of a preacher on Sunday. And these are all good and can help us. But there's no substitute for you hearing the voice of God for yourself. You must hear the voice of God for yourself. And if you hear the voice of God, then you need to make a decision. You'll take notice of what he says and follow it. Otherwise, his voice gets very quiet and don't hear it at all. Last week, we were looking at the story of Mary and Martha, and uh, it was found in Luke chapter 10. And we saw in Luke 10 how Martha welcomed Jesus into a house. She's like a believer, made Jesus welcome in her life. So she and her sister and her brother all made Jesus welcome. They were all believers. They loved him. They received him, made him welcome. But after that, they made different choices. And so Martha, she got so busy, and what she was busy in was getting food ready. And Mary decided to do something else. The Bible says she sat at Jesus' feet, hearing his word. Now, I want to show you three things she did. The first two are pretty obvious. The third one's not so obvious, but it's where we're going. The first thing is she sat at his feet. That means she adopted the heart of one who would let herself be led by someone. She adopted the attitude of a disciple who will be taught. Now, if you're going to be a disciple, you've got to be willing to learn. It means a decision, I'll open my life, whatever God wants to speak, however he wants to speak it to me, and whoever he wants to speak it through, I'll let him talk to me. So sometimes you talk to you directly, sometimes you talk through someone that you meet. It can be a person who doesn't know Christ, it can be a boss, it can be a, someone in your neighborhood, it can be uh, someone in the church, it can be a leader in the church, it can be lots of people God can talk to you to get your attention. It can be a crisis. But God will get your attention if you're willing to respond. Much better if we're really sensitive, position ourselves every day, listening every day. Okay? Listening. To, so we, he's got our attention. Lord, you've got my attention today. 
Okay? So the first thing is she positioned herself. Second thing is she heard directly for herself. When was the last time you heard something directly for yourself from God? When was the last time you sat down, spent time alone, and God spoke directly to you? You wrote it down in your journal because that was important for you. It was like something God was saying about your life, about direction, about whatever. When did you last hear from him? And then what did you do with that? Did you just put it aside or did you actually act on it, respond on it? Because that's how spiritual strength and substance is built in our life. When we hear the word of God and we do it, storms come, we're anchored. Beginning of the year, last year, the Lord spoke to me about a number of things. And as a result of me listening to him, I walked in peace through a whole year of turmoil. And I couldn't believe, sometimes I was wondering, I wonder why I'm so peaceful inside, I should be really messed up. There's a lot of things going on around me, you know. But in fact, actually, I could feel this constant peace because I'd heard what Jesus said, listened to it, and responded to it. And so no matter what was happening around me, I found I was quite calm all through the year, quite at peace inside. Now think about that. It's hearing the voice of God produces a stability in your life. When you're listening to other voices, some of you may be listening to the voices of familiar spirits. A familiar spirit is an evil spirit. It's attached to your life. It's been there for years. It's accessed your life either through your family and you were born with the thing operating around your life or it's come into your life and established itself through your own actions. But familiar spirits talk. They talk and it sounds like our own thoughts. And they push on us. They tell us things. And they try to get us to yield so we respond to the counsel of an evil spirit rather than respond to the counsel of the living God. I wouldn't want this year to be listening to evil spirits. I'd want to be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we're all listening to something. The only question is, who is listening to the Lord? The Bible says in one place, he said, uh, it says, woe to you that seek counsel from Egypt and try to find answers there. He said, you won't find answers outside of God for the problems of life. He said, woe are those who put their trust in Pharaoh. In other words, those who trust in the world's way of organizing and doing things and its values and its belief system, woe are those who trust in that. He said, it'll end up, it'll be like leaning on a spear. It'll go right through your hand and it'll hurt you. Isaiah 30, I think it is. He said, who has stood in the way of the Lord and heard his counsel? Who has listened to his voice? So when we listen to the counsel of God, we get our life, our life shift. You notice what Mary did? She positioned herself to hear. She listened and took note of what Jesus said to her. And when her sister was resentful, Jesus stood up for her and said, she's made a good choice. Here's the third thing that you may not have noticed. Third thing you may not have noticed is this. Now, I just noticed it this morning as I was meditating around this and thinking about how fasting connects with what we did last week. And this is what I noticed. She put aside food. She put aside the importance of a meal. She put aside the whole issue of hospitality and eating to make it a priority to hear the word of God. In other words, she fasted. Fasted, positioned herself, and heard what Jesus had to say. And as we begin the coming year, one of the most important things you and I can do is to put time aside to listen to what God has to say. God is speaking. We're a prophetic church. God speaks to us. You may not always hear or understand what's going on, but consistently over many, many years now, I have found whatever God is saying into our church, he's saying in prophetic churches around the world. Sometimes we're a little behind. Most of the time, we're well up with, if not ahead. 
and I'll hear that God will be doing things here, then I hear all the same things happening and started to break out somewhere else. So we're in a church where the prophetic flow comes. We have to value that prophetic flow. And it's not just someone standing up operating with the gift of prophecy. It's actually God speaking into the life of the church, speaking into individuals, speaking to us as a body, speaking through the preached word, speaking through the things he's working and doing in our life. We need to know and value that and respond to it. And so sometimes you look and it'll seem like it's hard or difficult. You don't understand. Don't worry about that. Ask God what he has to say because he will tell you exactly what he has to say and he'll tell you how he wants you to respond. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So here's the question for us in this coming year. Whose voice are you going to listen to? Who will you follow? Will we listen to the voice of last year, the past, the pains, the hurts, the failures, disappointments, heartaches, and all the kind of things we may have had? Or will we listen to familiar spirits? Will we listen to fears? Will we listen to hurts and offenses? Or will we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit of God during this year? Will we make a decision not just to listen, but to follow and work out in our life what God says to do? To do that, you have to position yourself and Jesus commended Mary, said, she's made a choice. It's the one thing you need to do. Listen to God and then do what God says. Listen to God and do what God says. Listen to God and do what God says. I encourage you for this year, take a time, listen to God, do what he says. One of the most important ways we can do that is to couple prayer with fasting. Fasting is never easy, but I have come to, initially, I used to feel irritated by it be moody and hungry and starving by lunchtime and ready to die by about afternoon tea. Um, that was fasting for me. Then I'd wonder why I ever did it. And uh, then I did a bit of longer fast. I did some longer ones. And uh, last year, I did a four, John and I did a 40-day fast in a season which was very difficult, and we got clear direction from God and breakthroughs. Uh, I have learned that even though fasting is uncomfortable, it produces great fruit in your life. I'll share with you some examples in the Bible of that and show you different kinds of fasts that were done. Every one of them, there were huge benefits came from it. Not just fasting. Fasting couple was seeking God for a breakthrough, for revelation, to come near to him, to hear his voice more clearly, whatever it is. So we're going to be having a season of fasting. I've already, John and I have already started it. We're already into it now. But as a church, we'll start off with a season of fasting and we'll do three weeks. Now, in the three weeks, you can just do one day, two days, three days, uh, the whole three weeks if you want to do it, whatever it is. When I started off with fasting, I found it was very difficult. Then I found after a while I could see its benefit. Then I come to realize I'd enjoyed the benefits of it. Now I come to know I need to. I need to. I could never walk with God without fasting. When you pray, when you give, when you fast, not if. So last year, we made a decision that regularly on a Tuesday, we would fast, and then we would do some fasts through the year. We're going to do the same this year uh, uh, to set some seasons for fasting for ourselves. And as a church, at the beginning of the year, I want us to fast and seek God. I want us to draw near to God. So from the 17th, that's coming up soon of January, through to the 7th of February, we'll do a three-week season of fasting with three corporate prayer meetings during that time on a uh, Tuesday night to have a time of worship, of engaging God, and opening our hearts and lives for God to move. I believe God's going to clean an awful lot of stuff up out of people's lives in this coming next month. 
I can tell you now. How many found some stuff was stirred up in late last year? A lot of things stirred in your life. Good. Would it be a good time in this first part of the year to get it all out and get focused on serving God this year? Amen? So I encourage you to think, what will you do? Will you do a half day? There are a lot of ways you can fast. There's a, a normal fast, which is a three to one, no food, no water. You, it's quite a challenging one, that one. Uh, there's a, uh, a partial fast, which is a very, very good fast. Uh, so the full fast, the normal fast, you just give up food for maybe a few days or whatever, maybe one meal a day, two meals a day, whatever. Uh, maybe you give three meals a day. Maybe you just have juices. Uh, uh, the one that's quite a favorite, which I like because I can keep moving for a long period of time, is, uh, is the fast that Daniel went through. And he gave up all the sweet things. He gave up all the meat. And uh, he went on a kind of like a liquid and a vegetable diet. And uh, in that time, he spent some time seeking God. Now, if you read Daniel's life, you find when he did these fasts, the first thing that happened to him was his thing still had good as true. about the real name of captivity in the So each time he fasted, significant shifts for him. The first one personally promoted and advanced for a whole body of people. So I encourage us to think through how and what we're going to do to fast. So for some, it may be get off TV, get off media, get off the internet, get off texting all day long, get off something. Just get off something that your soul is addicted to. And uh, next week, I'll share with you a little more about fasting, how to fast, how to get yourself into it. And then as you get into the fast, believing God to see things open up over your life. Your head will become clear. Your thinking becomes clear. You begin to be separated from things that have ebbed your energy out. You begin to be sharp sharp as a razor on the inside. You begin to hear God. You begin to start to get direction from the Lord. It is a great way to start the year, a great way for us to start. Want to make a decision we're going to do that and believe together that in that season as we come together for corporate prayer and for, for the corporate fasting that we will see some significant downloads from the Holy Spirit into us individually and corporately and a great and enlarged year this year. You say amen to that?